previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. So it was, well, let's play golf together. So we met up, we played about seven holes, and it started to rain. So we just went inside the shack there at the seventh hole, and uh, we just started talking. And I think we spent most of the time talking about our fathers, and we really decided that we liked each other. And at the end of the day, Tony said, you and I are going to be friends because we hate the same people. (laughs) Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Littles. Hi, Sid. Sid. Hello. I'm back. She passed the test, apparently. She did. Now, in his defense, I never heard from Ritz. So I don't know where he, (laughs) he, he was supposed to be the judge. But we're going to get into some more Oscars recap talk. So we yep. had to have Sid back. Absolutely. But first, before we do anything else, Littles, go to our website. LoyalLittlesPod.com. I should have started with this. If you haven't done so already, we'll pause. We're going to pause for station identification. Wait for you to do this because Chuck got up super early to post this. So you'd have, this is your last chance to join the Loyal Littles Podcast Bracket Challenge for March Madness. Yes. Okay, so go to our website. Then at the top, there's a, what are we calling those? Tabs? Tabs. Tabs. It says 2023 Bracket Challenge. Click it. Then you click the next button. It says Bracket. Click it. Then you join our Bracket Challenge. Fill out your bracket quick, and you could win some great mediocre prizes. Yes. Now, mm-hmm. Roxy, do we have anything that I wear that we could give away? To wear? Yeah, clothing. No. All right, so you don't have to worry about that. We're not giving <laughs> away Chuck's clothing, okay? <laughs> now, let's open with this. We got an email. Chris from Durham, North Carolina. Hi. Hi, Chris. So episode TBD. Yes. Okay. Chuck and Roxy and Sid. While there have been a lot of negative comments about the movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, I wanted to come and stick up for the movie. I understand that it's a very weird and sometimes downright strange movie to watch, but it is such an amazingly fun ride of a movie. It is probably my favorite movie I have seen in the last 20 years. So give it a shot. You might love it too. I can see why some people might not like the movie, and I would never ever recommend the movie to Mr. Tony, but I implore (laughs) anyone else to see this movie if they can. Sincerely, Chris from Durham. Okay. Now, this is why Sid's here. Yes. Sid kind of like said sort of the same thing to me. Because you saw it. I did. Mm -hmm. I agree with Chris. It is one of my... I do. It's one of my favorite movies I've seen in the past. I know he said 20 years. I'll... I'll say past 20 years, definitely in the past year because it was different and it's not something for everyone, but I was excited to see it really sweep the Oscars. I thought it deserved it. I went into it thinking that it wouldn't. Okay. I was thinking that maybe because it was a little bit different, they Uh would go more all quiet on the Western front or tar. Mm -hmm. So it was refreshing to see. I was going to say, because based on your... Loyal Littles podcast Oscar ballot challenge. You didn't have that. I so. did not. No. I, I you overthink it. I did. My ballot was a mess because I went in thinking that we would have surprises, mm-hmm. and then once some of the first awards were given, I was like, okay, we're not going to have surprises tonight. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was completely off. What makes it such an because <laughs> I got to be honest, I knew nothing about it. I saw you know how they show when they're doing the nominations and they show a snippet. They'll show of a it. little snippet and even the longer snippet mm-hmm. of they go and they do a little bit of each movie. Right. I was like, what the hell is happening here? Then I got to be honest, this was the weirdest thing ever. The song nominations, uh-huh. how they do the songs. The guy with the long fingers, I was like, what is happening right now? You have to watch the movie, you I do. guess. It makes so much more sense when you see the movie. Mm-hmm. And okay. it's creative. Mm-hmm. It's And I get that the Oscars are already done by then. It's not like they're performing live at the Oscars to then hope to win. So I get you could do whatever you want there. But I just feel like if you're trying to appeal the movie to a certain crowd that might know nothing about it, the weirdness kind of got to me. So it's one of those you have to go in with an open mind? 100%. Oh, well, then I can't do that. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, No, but seriously, I literally went online because I do like to try to give it a chance Mm -hmm. and try to have an open mind. And even the like three minute long preview, I guess that was in theaters, whatever. It was on YouTube or whatever. I still just didn't, it didn't make me like go, oh, I can't wait to see this movie. Well, it's interesting because something new that I've been doing is I will not watch a trailer or read about a film anymore going into it. So this one, I went in knowing nothing. So I think that's also why for me, 
I went in with no expectations. Okay. At this point, now there's been so much buzz about it. I saw it almost a year ago when it came out. Yeah. And it was fresh and new. So at this point, I think you both will be going in with different expectations. Okay. But I think you'll still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I okay. own it. So we're going to have we're oh, gonna have a movie great. night. All right. Okay. Excellent. And I'm going to no. watch your reactions the entire okay. time. <laughs> See, that's my thing. Watch usually. his more. That's why. <laughs> quick shout out. Roxy put up with The Fugitive for the first time ever earlier okay, this week. Okay, did put up with because first of all, one of my crushes from when I was a little girl was Harrison Ford as Han Solo. So when I knew... She likes older guys, Littles. When <laughs> Okay, sort of. Yes, I guess. But <laughs> when I saw that it was his movie, one of Harrison Ford's movie, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to like this. Plus, I've heard my parents talk about it in the past, and they, they always have said it was a great movie. So I was actually really up for watching it, and I'm glad I watched it because it was actually pretty good. And now we're going to watch U.S. Marshals because yeah. of it. Because yeah. I told her it's not really... It's not a sequel or uh-huh. a spinoff, or is it, Littles? Now, the the best part, though, is towards the end, and I didn't even realize this, they're in Chicago, and it takes place during (gasps) St. Patrick's Day. It's a St. Patrick's Day movie. It is officially a St. Patrick's Day movie. I mean, if, hello, if Die Hard's a Christmas movie, that makes this a St. Patrick's movie. That one's still up for debate. This is definitely a St. Patrick's Day movie. Which was great for me, because now I don't have to watch The Quiet Man anymore on St. Patrick's Day. That's not true. I can now watch The Fugitive and say, I watched the St. Patrick's movie. Littles, if you haven't seen The Quiet Man... John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara, you have to. It's just such a beautiful movie to watch. It's so beautiful. I love it. You're going to hate everything ever all at once. I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try to have an open mind. We'll see. Roxy has an open mind for all the movies you've ever watched. Exactly. Oh, the last thing I'm going to say about the Oscars Mm -hmm. is whoever is in charge of the PR for Cocaine Bear, we need them for the podcast. How did that happen? I have no idea. I mean, that was great. They got so much basically free. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't free, but not nominated, not like Well, because it I don't I don't talk. think it, I think it came out too late, right? Uh, maybe it's maybe, for next year. Yeah, I don't maybe. I look, at this point I think I'll they're just trying to get people to see the movie. Yeah. I don't I think, think it has so anything too. to do with or let's get nominated for an award. <laughs> I mean, maybe special effects or something. <laughs> I don't be. know. But come on. To have a bear up there and then to another segment in the audience yeah that was just like cray cray too much and <laughs> then i don't know if you all know this but apparently there's a meth gator movie now there's going to be like what it's going to be i think a theme a thing? yeah oh there's a thing boy. i think it takes place in florida obviously of and it, i think some guy throws meth down the toilet or something and the gators in the i don't know i what? i don't know anything about it but i heard that's a thing Last thing, let's tie up the Oscars with a bow. How pissed are you if you're sitting behind the woman in that dress? (laughs) The white dress? Yeah. Like, how pissed are you? I know exactly what you're talking about. Of course you do. I spotted it, like, right away. I was like, oh, dear. We were trying to figure out. Someone was like, I think that's got to be a seat filler back there. I I would hope so. I would hope so. But even still, I'd be pissed if I was the seat filler. Who wears that? I don't care how good it looks on you. Or uh, let's... You know you're in the back row of the mezzanine or yeah, even the back row of the like, orchestra I'm or sorry, something. That's just rude. It is very rude. Like wear it on the red carpet, but then have it do something like transform into like the long cape or something. Yeah. But I hate to say this, it worked. Because yeah, she obviously wore it to make people about. talk about it. And here we are in the freaking Loyal Littles uh. podcast <laughs> talking about the white dress. So yeah. all right. Let's get to what everyone's been waiting for. Oscar ballot challenge winner. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes. All right. We had a tie, Littles. We had a tie. Uh, Is it me? uh, No, Roxy. We'll get to to the podcast host in a second. We had a tie. They got 20 correct. Whoa. Wow. That's out of like 23, right? I think. Yeah, that's amazing. 20 correct. Wow. Unbelievable. The tie was between Dan Kilday, episode 212, and Joe Maloney, episode 73. Wow. Now, unfortunately, Dan took my route of the, they're going to like, tidy this up and blah 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 now i wonder if he knew they were doing all the categories i did not know that that was new this year where they presented all the awards on Uh stage anyway tiebreaker was the running time of the oscars which ironically is very difficult to find you can't i google searched it i can't find Mm -hmm. it anywhere Mm -hmm. i can find past episodes but they still haven't even till today listed the current one but this is pretty easy Dan's uh, guess was three hours, one minute. Okay. So unfortunately, that's not close to what Joe had, which was three hours, 33 minutes. Now, I don't know if this is a Price is Right thing where if Joe goes over, (laughs) 
<laughs> you know? Oh. We, ne- I mean, we never said we that never though, right? Said that. <laughs> it's so the closest no. without going over. We never said we that. We never so said that. We're going to deem Joe Maloney. Congratulations, Joe. You are our the winner. winner Great of job, the Joe. Oscars ballot challenge winner. All right. Yes. So we'll get in touch with Joe, get him to dress, get him out his mediocre prize ASAP. Yes. Now, when it comes down to the host, do you remember, did you, you filled one out, right? I did. So, but we didn't have it. So. I did. You, I filled one out on your website, did it not? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Uh-oh, Chuck. I don't know. Well, I might have dropped the ball. Do you remember how many? I'm sure you won. You had to have won. No, I didn't because I. No, no, no. But how many did you have? I Oh, I think I only got maybe seven or eight. What? Yeah. Wow. Because I went in, oh. I went in guessing surprises. Sure, so sure. I, right, right. No, I take that back. I think it was 11. I was going to say. <laughs> well, I was going to say, wow, Roxy, you might be have a contender here. Because here's ours. Roxy had seven. Yikes. Chuck here had six. Ooh. Tiny Chuck had five. So, <laughs> Tiny Chuck's still changing diapers yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so he was, we're gonna cut he him was tired stuff. when he filled it out. Let's get into some other announcements. DC Defenders, 4-0. Ooh. I believe I had that. Go XFL. All about the beer snake. Someone wrote in about the beer snake. I didn't know what they were referring to until yeah, I, I saw, saw this that. game. I'm like, what is that? Have you seen the beer snake? No. These fans, they go from the bottom and with the cups. Yes, and they I build have the seen. Snake. I yeah. didn't even think that that's what it was called. Okay, that, that another big sense. announcement. Roxy tried Reese's Pieces eggs. I did. Now, wait, let's go back. Did I say that right? I don't uh, think sure. I did. Reese's Pieces? Reese's Pieces. Let's not get back into that. How do you say that? Reese's Pieces? Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Okay. Pieces. Not Reese's Pieces. No. Okay. Anyway, they <laughs> have a new knockoff where it's like the egg. It's not a knockoff. It is Reese's Pieces. No, no, but I know, but it's form. not. Wasn't that? It used to be like Whoppers had that. The oh, egg. maybe. It's, they turned it into like an Easter egg yeah, candy. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Basically. So anyway, she tried. You had more than a few. I had more than a few. I, I have think to she was say just really the peanut hungry. butter wasn't <gasps> too amazing. peanut buttery. So. All right. Yeah. I think it's I'm just the, excited you tried them. I think it was the ratio between the coating of chocolate with the amount of peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a thicker coat of chocolate on the eggs than there is on the normal pieces. Pieces. Okay. All right. Whatever. Whatever we say. <laughs> All right. Heads up. Littles. Huge announcement. Big announcement. Roxy has a big announcement. Oh, I do. You, some of you asked. And we tried to come through for you. So here it is. Roxy, take it away. Yeah. So I will. Um, I do potentially have the option to make my classes or some of my classes at the limit hybrid. So we could be adding a virtual element to it. So Littles, if you are curious about what I'm doing and want to try to take a class, we I think we're going to put out a poll with my uh, schedule. Well, tell them now. Say what your schedule. The three you had three options. What do you think? If you were going to do this, what would be the best option for you? To try a tone class. Yeah, a tone class. A tone class. Well, it, they could try whatever they want. Yeah, but- I also do cardio tone and dance cardio. But I think for the tone is a really nice introduction, right. especially if you're nervous. Whatever. So um, what are the times? So the times are Mondays at 12 p.m. Eastern time, Tuesdays. At 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and then on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. So basically, your choices are you before you go to work, lunch hour, or uh, after work. Sure. You know, obviously different days, but yeah. well, I think each person has their own workout routine when they do it, right. stuff like that, based on their schedule. Right. So Littles, write in WTFCPodnet at gmail.com. Let us know what you think would be the best time. Mm-hmm. And, and tone is great because there it's no impact, so no jumping, no, right. you know, yeah. our feet are on the ground. We wouldn't do that to the listeners. <laughs> but, I mean, it's an introduction to what I do and the classes that I teach. And if you get really lucky, Sid and I might be in the audience yeah. taking it along with Roxy. Live, so. in person. We, yeah. will d- we should definitely do that oh, we're for definitely the first gonna do, one. I mean, as far but as But for the first one that goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that goes live. That yeah. goes live. We'll, we'll do be there. Live. Okay. So you heard it here first. So that's exciting news. So we're excited for that. So we're still going to work on getting a code maybe, but they're really decent priced already. Oh so, yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. especially if you buy a package. Yes. They do like, you know, if you buy a class group, pack, like five yeah. classes, 10 classes, monthly unlimited. It's much cheaper like than that. if you just buy one class, right. but you might want to just try one just yeah. to see if you like it and then buy a, yeah. a package. So, all right. So more to come on that. And then before we get to our meet the littles guests, we have some apologies. Of course we have some dad jokes. So let's do the <laughs> apology. This is signed sad in Ohio. Seth Shaner, episode 207. Chuck and Roxy, a bit of a correction from episode 214 when you read my comment, Chuck. This is more for me, Chuck. (laughs) You read my name as Seth Shaner, episode TBD, and you broke my heart. 
I mean, come on, man. What are we doing out here, man? Wait, did we? I was on episode 207. We talked like only a month ago. How, wait, how now, did I not catch that? Exactly. Thank you. So right. just for the record, I might have read it, but Roxy's usually the one in charge I'm of like... I'm usually good about catching Looking stuff up like the episode that. numbers for me. So. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. All right. Our apologies. We'll do better <laughs> next time. Yes. <laughs> All right. Bobby Gottfried, episode 12. When does a joke become a dad joke? When it becomes apparent. I didn't realize we were in the middle of a dad joke on that one. I was well, sitting here thinking, when does when it? You know, some, it? So another person wrote in, I love to tell dad jokes. Sometimes he laughs. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> what did the band conductor name his daughters? And a one and a two. Okay. Wow. Okay. I have a fear of speed bumps. I'm slowly getting over it. <laughs> Those are all from Greg Sheremy to episode 154. Thank you, Greg. I wanted to save that for the end. Those, Those are great. great. All right. And then a couple audio ones. So here is Elliot Olshansky. Hey, what's going on? It's Elliot Olshansky, episode 111. And I'm checking in with a dad joke. And this dad joke can't really be told so much as I have to share the story. Now, you may be familiar with the way that you can respond to a dad joke, and I do this sometimes with my two masculine children. One of them will say, I'm hungry, and I'll say, no, you're, whatever the kid's name is, hungry as a country. So right now we're going through some uh, potty training issues with the younger masculine child, and I told him, hey, Nathaniel, it's time to go to the bathroom. And he said, I am busy. And I said, no, you're Nathaniel. Busy is an actress. She used to be on a show I liked called Dawson's Creek. Also should have said Cougar Town, but blame Saliza. Dawson's Creek is the first one that comes to mind. Enjoy. Take care. La cheeserie or something. All right. Thank you, Elliot, for that. I'd go with Cougar Town all day on that. <laughs> I don't really know Dawson's Creek. I know Cougar Town. Uh -huh. I love that until uh -huh. it left the network and then they moved it to like Bravo or something. And right. I couldn't find oh, yeah. it anywhere. I think I started watching it. The first season, maybe, with you, yeah. and then we got busy. <laughs> right. But I'm bummed. And uh, Elliot, what's going on there? Are you in your car? Like, what's happening there? <laughs> All right. Next, of course, we have to end with this one. Why do burgers go to the gym? To get better buns. All right. That one was for you, Roxy, for your new workout video <laughs> yeah. you're going to be doing. So, anyway. All right. We've got You're sticking around today, right? Yeah. All right. She'll be back. We'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. <laughs> Little, this is Bonnie Burko from the PTI Show. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on WTFC, your podcast network. The truth is everywhere. The truth is everywhere. Sometimes I'm too blind to see, but the truth is everywhere. The truth is I don't know. We are being played in this episode by a band called The Briars, and this song is called The Truth. Now, the band members are Robert Lovett and Jarrah Schmidt, and they say if you'd like to hear more of their stuff, just head on over to YouTube and search The Briars. That's B-R-I-A-R-S. And as always, we'll play the full song, The Truth, at the end of the podcast. To listen to the space between the notes. Alright, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy. Chuck. We've got a lot to get into here. Great. A lot on our plate today. Great. I have no idea. Please welcome to the podcast, Brian from Oak Hill. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Just great. Uh, so glad to be with you guys. So we're going to do things a little differently because I'm afraid time-wise, let's just get into it. We know we usually let you introduce yourself, but I'm going to go here. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Oh, definitely crunchy. Excellent. Like them already, Roxy. Yeah. Okay, I see why you did that first. I know you're smoothie. Yeah, I know. Coke or Pepsi? Coke and Coke Zero is, uh, I really like that. Great. Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? Always funny. Excellent. Always funny. 
Good. All right, this is going to be great. Good. All right, see, Littles, the reason we did that is because Brian here filled out the form, mm -hmm. okay? And there is so much on it, I'm scared to death. We're not going to get to any fun, dumb questions. <laughs> so I wanted to get those right out of the way. Yep. Brian, welcome to the Loyal Littles podcast. Do us a favor. Let's go back into it. Take a second. Introduce yourself to all the Loyal Littles out there. Yeah, sure. So uh, I was uh, born and raised in Glenview, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago, and uh, really uh, loved growing up there. It was a great town. I went to high school at Loyola Academy, which is the same high school as Bill Isaacson. Oh, wow. And uh, I met him at a couple of Jingle Fests, and I really got to take my hat off to him because he's the only little that has ever become a personal friend of Tony Kornheiser. It's quite an accomplishment, but Bill and I exchanged, had a couple of emails read on the air. He mentioned he went to Loyola. I responded that I went there too and recalled my fear at Father Bell, who uh, was a, a mountain of a man, about six foot four, looked like a offensive lineman, and uh, he was a disciplinarian at the school and was famous for wielding his paddle as a disciplinary tool uh, known as Big Red. Whoa. Everybody got a kick out of that email. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When I was in sixth grade, my, one of my teachers, because that was the year when we started going to different teachers for different subjects, but our math teacher and my homeroom teacher, he had a paddle Whoa. in his drawer. Now, I think he knew he couldn't use it, but it still scared the you-know-whats out of us. Okay? My fourth grade teacher had one, and she only used it on our birthdays to give us birthday what? taps. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's yeah. risky in itself. I know. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. shocked, honestly. She also had a ghost in her closet, so okay. like an actual ghost. His name was Harvey. Okay. Yeah, she brought him to school. I feel like that's a whole separate <laughs> podcast. No, but seriously, I mean, he would if we were being too loud, he would just open his drawer, and then he'd whack it on his desk, and it would scare the crap out of us. Yeah. And we would all just immediately, like, stop. But yeah. Interesting, but he loved that paddle. Wow. <laughs> so yours was called Big Red, huh? Uh, that was Father Bell's called yeah, right. Big yeah. Red. That's yeah. Okay. I never had the, uh, the experience, thankfully. So. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> All right. Well, now, what was your major and stuff in school? Well, after high school, I went to Notre Dame. I was a psychology major. And probably the biggest moment was between my junior and senior year. I had an internship in Washington, D.C. on Capitol Hill. And that's the proverbial epiphany moment where I knew this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I was so excited to be part of Congress, even in a very small way. And as an extra bonus, I got to go to the uh, 1976 Republican National Convention as a part of the Reagan youth staff. I was a big uh, Ronald Reagan supporter. Mm -hmm. And I got the absolute best job anybody could have as a college kid at a convention, and that's being in the motor pool. So in the motor pool, I got to drive Nancy Reagan. I got to drive President Reagan's uh, daughter, Maureen, once and several other people. Wow. It's just, you know, the eyes are bugging out. And then I get back, you know, I said, oh, my God, I got to finish college and I, I got to get back to Washington. Well, I decided to go to law school. And after that, this coincided with Ronald Reagan actually being elected now in 1980. And so I put all my earthly belongings on the backseat of my Mustang and drove out without a job and said, I'm going to join the Reagan revolution. I'll just figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I ended up sleeping on my uh, college roommate's couch, paying him a small amount of rent. I got a job as a waiter at a restaurant. Uh, always carried a resume in my back pocket in, like, mm -hmm. in case I came somebody uh, to pitch and looked forever to find a job in the Reagan administration. Couldn't do it. Job on Capitol Hill. Couldn't do it. I ran across my resume a number of years ago, and it was horrible. I wouldn't have hired me. This is in the pre-internet you know, days, obviously. Yep. So it was typed out in a 10-point uh, font on a typewriter with a faded ribbon with a whole bunch of narrative, no bullet points, no <laughs> old underlining. It was terrible, but I had this determination, my gosh, I'm going to make it somehow. And uh, I eventually did land on Capitol Hill. I worked for three congressmen. I also joined the Reagan administration and three uh, political positions over there and had a uh, long career as a lobbyist, uh, which I'm still doing today. Wow. Wow. I mean, I mean, so much to get into. Now, my fear is, though, there's so much more to get into <laughs> on the form. The first thing I think of when you said driving Mrs. Reagan or Miss Reagan, however you said it, but uh, driving Miss Daisy is what first pops into my head. I mm -hmm. mean, did you not think to write a show about that? What was that like? Well, I'll tell you, I almost didn't get back in the motor pool. This was a shocking uh, we dropped her off at a hotel. It was a big caravan of cars. 
And I'm going around the block to try to get in line when she's, you know, the event's over and ready to pick her up. And I got cut off by some guy and I'm outside of the, the group of uh, cars that are supposed to be in the caravan. Frantically waved one of the advanced men and he's like, oh my God, what the hell are you doing out there? And he stopped traffic, got me in. Thank God. Otherwise she'd have been hitchhiking home. I don't know. Oh no. All right. Roxy had an important question. I there. mean, was he driving a Subaru? I was not driving a Subaru. I was <laughs> I driving. No, him, the guy. I don't, yeah, I don't think they had Subaru. Well, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah. Okay, now I have to go back on a personal level. Your psych major, was that a specific concentration or was it just general psychology? General psychology. Okay. I didn't have a special. Okay, yeah. all right. But, you know, it's funny. Uh, I have uh, really kind of used both my law degree and the psychology as a lobbyist. There are certain things that kind of come up now and again that I kind of tap into. So mm-hmm. uh, it was a good background. That's yeah. good. All right, so all that... Was, must have been pretty cool, you know, working with the Reagan administration. So I have to ask, I mean, famous people, who, who did you get to brush with? You know, like, who, who did you get to meet and all that kind of stuff? Well, you know, lots of congressmen and senators and a few presidents. But I think maybe one of the most fun experiences I had is I had a client was Chuck Norris. Oh, wow. And he has got, uh, he's got a nonprofit that is just fabulous. It, it helps inner city youth through um, martial arts oh. and gives them confidence builds up their self-esteem, and it's just a tremendous program. So as a lobbyist, anytime you can have a, a celebrity come with you, the doors just open all over the place with congressmen and senators who want to meet with the celebrity. And Chuck is just a really nice guy, very soft-spoken, mm-hmm. and we really put him through the ringer. When you're doing a lobby visit, it's kind of like a job interview. you got to be on 100% of the time and really have your mental focus. So we did about 12 lobby visits in one day, and that's a long time to be completely on. Right. Yeah. And usually in that sort of a situation, the time you get to decompress and relax is when you're walking from one uh, office to the next. But with Chuck, it was on 100% of the time. We'd go through the hallway and people would mob him, want to take pictures and, hey, Chuck, and I'd have to just kind of hustle him through to go on to the next thing and blow through the the crowds that were assembling. And I got a little bit of taste of that when we first pulled up to the Capitol and we had this big black SUV with the tinted windows. And this was right after 9-11. So the Capitol Hill cops were just uber, you know, nervous about everything. And so I, we pull up to the Senate office building. I get out of the the SUV and immediately it says, sir, you can't stop here. You have to move on. And I said, well, I got Chuck Norris here. Figuring that'll (laughs) fuck him up. But he's not looking at (laughs) He's looking, yeah, exactly. He's looking at the car. He's nervous. Then Chuck walks out of the door and instantly the guy melts. Hey, Chuck, how are you? Big handshake, takes the picture. Everything's fine. And he says, is it okay if we stop? Oh, yeah, as long as you want, that's fine. You know, <laughs> so he was, uh, everybody loves Chuck Norris. And yeah. by the way, he loves Chuck Norris jokes. He told a lot of them. You yeah. know, it's, uh, Chuck Norris has a diary. It's the Guinness Book of World Records. And uh, uh, he won an arm wrestling contest with both arms tied behind his back. Uh-huh. You know, that kind of- no, I, so, I actually, I found Roxy, his, You introduced me to those, I think. Yeah, no, I, I actually gifted my brother his Chuck Norris joke book years ago because we were so into it at the time. Like, it's so great. He's so funny. I'd never yeah. really heard of those jokes. Yeah, I don't know why great. they just skipped me. They're so good. <laughs> but yeah, she's introduced me to those and they are. They're very mm-hmm. funny. I just hate that. I think, feel like a lot of times he gets mixed up with Mel Gibson. Oh, no. Yeah, he, there's people out there. Oh, no. Yeah, 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 Who are these yeah. people? I don't know. I don't know. What? Not me. <laughs> Better anyway. not be. Okay, real quick before we need to take a quick break, let's get into your fandom real quick. Where does that lie? Now, you said you went to Notre Dame, so I'm kind of... Well, uh, Notre Dame football is yeah. number one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second to that, since I grew up in Chicago, is the Chicago Cubs. Okay. And after that, I'm kind of... Uh, I'm a free agent. Okay. Uh, those are my, my two big ones. Now... What was that like? I'm assuming you went to games at Notre Dame? Oh, yeah. I went to all the games. Yeah. In fact, won the national championship my freshman year, which just oh, wow. was an incredible experience. And uh, the basketball team was was very hot then, too. We snapped uh, UCLA's 88-game win streak uh, at home, nice. uh, which was a fantastic game. So these are, you know, great memories I have. Now, the logical question, did you ever get to meet Rudy? 
No, I did not. But I was at the game where he got the sack at the end of the Stop game, it. and they really, they really did hoist him on their shoulders walking out of the stadium. Wow! That really everyone was chanting Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Yeah. Legend on campus. I never met the guy, and but everyone's oh, he's a walk on, and he's this great guy, and yeah, it was, it was it's all true. It's wow. all true. Wait, you were at the game, like. I was at the game. I wasn't yeah. even sure yeah. if the age matched up, like where if you went to school the same yeah, time he so, did, stuff like that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he was one year ahead of me. One year ahead of me. That yeah. might wow. be a bury the lead moment. I think that was so. not on the form. No. I, 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 mean, I don't no. know, but no. I should get an award for getting that out of him because <laughs> had I not asked, I, I was kind of, I wasn't joking. I thought, you know, honestly, I thought maybe at like an alumni event yeah. or something like that because I mean, he's so, such a famous alum. His story is just so heart, I think heartwarming and just, I love that movie, yeah. of course. Now, oh, I know the movie's great. not exactly spot on, right? Well, the essentials are, are true. Yeah, you know, right. The right. Plot line. Yeah. Well, now you're even saying he did get hoisted off and he did get to go <laughs> in and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. I knew that stuff was true because the stats are there. But right. wow. And he got the sack and wow, you saw him. That's so cool. I think that's very cool. No, it is. Okay. Before we take a quick break and get into all the TK stuff, you also put here, as a hobby, I am a lobbyist for a day cocktail lecturer by night. I have conducted historical cocktail seminars for the White House Historical Association, various law schools and elsewhere. What is that about? I created this out of whole cloth. It started with law schools, and law schools hire me to lecture on law and cocktails, (laughs) and I serve the cocktails in the classroom. Ah, that's a class I want to take. I I know, right? I I say to the students, this is the best law lecture you'll ever have. So (laughs) one of my favorites that, that people like is, six pivotal players of the Constitutional Convention and what they drank circa 1789. And they were all rum punches. So I make Martha Washington's rum punch. She was actually a mixologist. They made a fantastic rum punch. I make the Philadelphia Fish House punch, which was Philadelphia, the site of the convention. And I finish with, uh, oh gosh, uh, the Quake Club punch, which was uh, John Marshall's punch. But so many different uh, lectures I, I do, and one of my favorites I did at a home show is the night before disaster struck, what, did, what were they drinking the night before disaster struck? And so I do three different cocktails. I do the Punch Romaine, which was served on the Titanic uh, the night before that sunk. Tell a story of John Jacob Astor, a mm-hmm. multimillionaire who uh, they co- recovered his body from the ship, and he, he died with the uh, equivalent of about... $20,000 in his pocket. He was uh, had all the money in the world, it seems, but it couldn't keep him alive. Yep. Tell the story of um, two uh, hotshot pilots in uh, Pearl Harbor on uh, December 6, 1941, who mm-hmm. went out on the town to go drinking, and then they ended up at three different officers' clubs playing poker until 4 o'clock in the morning, and uh, the Japanese attacked two and a half hours later, jumped out of bed still with their tuxedo pants on, hopped in their planes, and uh, one guy shot down two Japanese zeros, and they both went on to illustrious careers. And then the third one is uh, what started out as a very sad story. On um, September 10th, uh, 2001, on Windows on the World in the Twin Towers, with a story written by a daughter of her dad was working in the kitchen, and when the towers came down, she just instantly wrote this just really moving stream of consciousness about how much your dad meant to her and how much she was going to miss her. And it turned out, actually, he showed up later that night. He did survive. He just couldn't communicate. You know, the phone lines were down and what have you. And I make the uh, champagne cocktail uh, for that one. So it's moving a cocktail lecture, and I throw some humor into it, as I always do. But it was really kind of based on a personal experience. Uh, Back in the old days on Capitol Hill, uh, you used to be able to be wined and dined by lobbyists. This is when I was working as a chief of staff for a member of Congress, and uh, they took a number of us out for just a huge blowout, fantastic dinner at a very fancy restaurant, uh, drinks beforehand, wine during it, port wine afterwards, you know, anything you want to order, dessert, went on and on and on. We had a fantastic day, and the next day my mom died. Oh. And uh, it was like my life changed after yeah. that, but I had one great night the night before and it's just like those three people i talked about right yeah. and uh, what happened to them so it's kind of personally uh, poignant for me wow 
All right. Well, listen, we've got so much more to get into. And actually, we have a little surprise for Roxy. So don't go anywhere, listeners. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are so lucky enough to have Brian from Oak Hill with us. Yes. Now, Littles, this is hilarious. You almost came back in with the uh, whole alarm for the bury the lead (laughs) moment. Because we, you know, as I say, when we take a break, we take a break, got a little chit chatty with him. And I was just talking about how I was amazed how, you know, he didn't really hang out with many players at Notre Dame. But then you kind of said, well, I did, just not Rudy and blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of were like, Joe Montana was there too. (laughs) I was like, what the what? So you have nothing but nice things to say about him, right? Yes, uh, very nice guy. I mean, uh, I had one class with him. And uh, everybody liked Joe. Everybody loved him for crying out loud. I mean, I, mean, uh, we had I didn't just because I was a Saints fan and he <laughs> ruined us. Right. He, anyway, go ahead. That's him, the player, though. Yeah, right. The, that's the true. Man. That's true. The player. I've never met him in person. I'm sure he's a delightful human being. But anyway, so you took what class yeah. did you take with him? Uh, you know, I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> but the thing about Joe, I mean, he's what you see now in interviews is exactly the way he was. Yeah. Very laconic, very just incredibly relaxed. And so the coach, Coach Dan Devine, who was the coach at the time, at one point, Joe was last on the depth chart because he was probably thinking, look, this guy's got this lazy attitude. How can he ever, you know, lead a team? Well, son of a gun, he did. He put him in two weeks in a row when we were down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. He ended up throwing three touchdowns two weeks in a row. And after that, he finally started and the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. It's funny how we have these Joe Montana moments. I feel like they're coming up frequently. Now, let's get into your TK Phantom. We have had a lot to get into here. Why don't we just start there? How did you even come across Tony, and when did you start listening and all that? Well, I'll tell you, I go back to the radio days and uh, call-in shows. I'll tell you, I enjoyed it. I liked Imus in the morning, and Tony was very much in the same vein. Mm-hmm. So I you know, listened to it on drive time. But I quit listening for a while. Uh, there was a kid who called in, he must have been 11 or 12, his voice hadn't changed, and he asked one of these questions that Tony just hates, something like, oh, no. so who is going to start at third base for the Padres this year, or something like that. And Tony just lit into him and ripped him. Hmm. This is a kid who is, you know, muscles up the courage to call into the sports show, and I just thought it was really mean, and um, I was upset. And then on Saturday, they used to have the best of Kornheiser. And they played the segment again. I thought, if they think this is funny, then I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for a couple of years, I stopped. And then I turned on the dial and got into it again. And I got to say, it was a different tone. Yeah. He had toned yep. down. He had become you know, less abrasive. And he still goes on his rants. But it was more of the humorous right. side. It wasn't neat or anything. So sure. I've stuck with him ever since. Okay. Okay, that's yeah. great. Uh, that's great to hear. No, because I understand. There was those times because mm-hmm. I think it was Bill LaHecka that sent us some of those clips from back in the day when they were <laughs> off air, but they were quote right. still recording. And yeah, same kind of thing. I mean, the, the choice of words he would use and stuff like that, you know, would be probably shocking mm-hmm. to a lot of new listeners today, yeah. but you know, it's a whole nother lifetime ago. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Now where do we go? I mean, you got to sit in on the show, which we'll get there, but do you want to go into the jingles next? Yeah, sure. That's great. Let me just set it up a little bit. First of all, once I started listening again, you started playing emails and jingles. I consider myself a creative guy, and I said, I got, I got to crack this nut. I got to do this. <laughs> so I sent in, at first, a whole bunch of emails. None of them got read. Finally, I got one read, and I was driving. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Driving in my car, it plays, and I'm hooting and hollering. I'm screaming. There's nobody else in the car, but I'm just going crazy. <laughs> but it sort of didn't count because I was passing along a joke that I heard. It wasn't original, oh. but I will the joke. This is back when Window Nation was a sponsor. So I said, I remember when I first got my Windows Nation windows. We have this this uh, room in the back that's got all these huge picture windows and it overlooks the backyard and it's just great and it was winter time and the snow was just whipping it's coming down like crazy it's going sideways it's blowing like crazy and i'm just sitting here enjoying you know this beautiful scenery out the window and my wife is absolutely transfixed she's got her nose pressed up against the window and i finally said well it's pretty cold outside i better let her in (laughs) 
Excellent. I totally love that. So then it got to, okay, I had a few more emails and then I got, okay, I got to do a jingle. So I, I wrote a whole bunch of jingles. I fall in the category of kind of the Tony Beeson where my voice is horrible. It's so bad. It's funny. I'm off key. So I, would, you're, I know you're going to play the jingle I wrote for for you guys, and you will see that sort of uh, comedic value, I hope, in the uh, the way that I sing. Oh, absolutely. But I, I, we have some of the other ones you've we've heard over the years. Wait, but, but so you wrote a jingle for us? Exactly. So that's yes. that's the surprise, Roxy. What? Yeah. Has, has anyone uh, written a jingle for you guys? Yeah. Well, not necessarily. I mean, actually, yes. We have to say yes. Oh, Dan Byrne. Right, Dan right. Byrne wrote one. Although when we first heard it, we weren't sure if he liked us. I was like, "Does he hate us?" <laughs> like it was all about us kidnapping like, him and throwing him in a basement, yeah, and keeping him hostage <laughs> until he wrote a jingle that got played on the big show. That about was us. that was the whole song, pre- right? And we were like, "Wait, we're, we're not bad people. We no, don't do that." No. First of all, we don't even have a basement. Mm-hmm. We live in an apartment in New York City, so we can't do that, right? And but then, then uh, Tony Beeson. Yeah, speaking of Tony Beeson, wrote a jingle for me, but it was more. But it was about a story I told about my pet turtle up in New Hampshire yeah. named Tootie the Turtle. Tootie um, the Turtle. I can say and it he, now. He he. Uh, he wrote it to Minnie the Moocher. But yeah, yeah I mean, that's that's basic, That's pretty much it. So you wrote a jingle for us? I did. Should we do that now or should we? Uh, yes, yeah, please. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. Here's the jingle. What's going on with Roxy? I'll tell you what's going on with Roxy. Practiced at home, kicked her leg so high, got stuck on the ceiling. Threw the away the shoe and patched the hole with epoxy. <laughs> That's what's going on with Roxy. Guys and dolls. What's new with Chuck on Broadway? I'll tell you what's new with Chuck on Broadway. Musical about a bald old man full of neuroses. Chuck beat him with his drumsticks and started a melee. That's what's new with Chuck on Broadway. What's giving them a thrill? I'll tell you what's giving them a thrill. Started a podcast called Loyal Littles. They interview littles like Brian from Oak Hill. That's what's giving them a thrill. The podcast is the thing that tricks them, and it looks like Brian's another victim. Yes, sir. (laughs) Now you see Roxy's doing a crazy podcast. Well, you know she's just doing it for her guy. Sure am. (laughs) Didn't know Kornheiser doesn't watch PTI. Now knows all of his pains, how he is vain, could be insane. So Chuck loves his life, got a doll for a wife, but who'll kick him if he gets out of line? Call it funny, call it clever, we hope it goes on forever. The loyal little snake Chuck and Roxy for the show. That was Guys and Dolls. That's so cute. I love that. Those lyrics are, oh my gosh. Yes. Now, sir, if I may, I mean, just full disclosure, Roxy does watch PTI with me occasionally. I do. Actually, almost every night. But every, I mean, that is so on point. Yeah. That is so, like, yes, I am a doll for his (laughs) wife. That's absolutely (laughs) accurate. (laughs) Thank you. I I said to myself, I got to do a jingle for these guys. And I said, there's one song and one song only. It's the must-do. It's got the word Roxy yeah, in it. Right. I, I'm and actually very upset. I'm yeah. actually very upset. I did not think of that. See, this I know, is what, right? This is what happens to me. Like this is I'm why the music I, guy. I should, yeah. That's, that's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Wow. wow. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Yes. Bravo, I love it. Sir. I love Bravo. it. Okay. <laughs> now, can we? We have to get into some of these other ones. Now, let's talk about. You have on your sheet how Liz Clark loved your jingle. Now, which one are we talking about there? Uh, well, I uh, met her at a jingle fest, and I had sent her. She gave me her email. I said, "I got a jingle for you." And it, instead of uh, "I've grown accustomed to your face right. from uh, my, my fair, fair lady, lady. yeah, yep. I've grown accustomed to your voice." because <laughs> yeah. she's got a great voice. And then I never heard from her, and I saw her at another jingle fest, and I said, yeah, "I never got a reaction." And then. You know, I played it for her, and she gave me a hug, and she loved it, and Aww. that was just really sweet, really Aww. nice of her. Liz Clark, we're still waiting. We're still waiting anxiously. <laughs> We've sent out invitations for her to come on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We would love to have her come oh, on yeah. and meet the Littles. Yeah, it'll uh, happen. It'll happen hopefully someday. I mean, even Tony was like, you have to do this. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's great. And Gene uh, was a big advocate, too, I yep. think. Yeah. Yep. So, all right, now, and here's another one we haven't met yet 
that I'm just intrigued. This is one of the people that now I know she hasn't been around much lately, but back in the day, I say like what, five, six, seven years ago, we heard the name Gretchen Wu, like almost every other episode I felt like. Yeah. And there's another one. Now you wrote a jingle about her. Yes, I did. It was uh, a mention of Gretchen was on, like you say, all the time. It was a mention of her. And there was one story about high school with her friend Charlie and it involved a paddle. And I thought, I'm going to just go a little bit edgy here. And I, I made a uh, jingle called Gretchen and Charlie's Relationship Takes a Turn. And it was kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing about using the spanking paddle in sort of a, you know, an amorous way, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was nothing heavy, but it was all lighthearted, but it was definitely an innuendo. And so one time uh, they announced that Gretchen would be at Chatter. Come meet Gretchen. I said, well, I got to go meet her. Right. And I did. And I said, uh, hey, Gretchen, I just got to say, I'm the guy that did the jingle about the paddle. I hope you don't mind. And she was fine with it. She didn't wasn't offended at all. She said, yeah, I remember that jingle because it was on the littlesongs.net. They didn't play it on the big show. Mm-hmm. And I told Charlie, and I pretended to be one of their high school classmates. And I said, Charlie, do you remember this guy, Brian? No, I don't know him at all. I said, I was just posing as your... As your high school friend, so I had him perplexed, but it was fun. Now, let's get into when you got to actually sit in on the show. Now, we're expecting you to hook us up here because Chris Ullman is another person that we haven't met yet. We know who he is, Mm -hmm. sort of, but Mm -hmm. we've never, quote, met him. Now, this is when you got to sit in, right, when he was interviewed by Tony? Yeah, uh, it was a lobbying campaign, if you will. Every once in a while, the old lobbying skills come to work, (laughs) come to place. I said, you've got to be on this show, Chris. And so I kind of set up, here's how you do it. And here's the email you write to Nigel and this and other thing. And sure enough, you get on the show. So this was when they were taping a chatter. So I got to be in the booth and Jeannie oh, nice. was there as well. So Chris Ullman is the official whistler of the Tony Kornheiser show. He went to Binghamton uh, University, same place as Tony. That's the instant connection there. Yep. And uh, so he whistled on the show and Tony was absolutely enthralled by the whole experience. His eyes were just bug-eyed. I mean, he's just got the biggest kick out of Chris. And, and Chris has had quite a, a whistling career. He's what whistled is- for President Bush in the Oval Office oh, with wow. the National right. Symphony. He's been on The Tonight Show. He's done TED Talks. Yeah. Oh, uh, like an actual uh, whistler. Uh, yes. Actual. He's, isn't he like a world champion or something? Four-time world champion. Yeah. Whistler. Yeah. Like a whistler through his mouth and yes. teeth or a whistler through like a oh, whistle? Oh, yeah. No, no, like... Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, don't I mean, think a, I'm not surprised. I don't think a lot of us didn't know until the Tony Kornheiser yeah, show. Yeah, sure, so, sure. But, wow. But yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It's wow. a total thing. And he's... That's so cool. So, sir, we need your help with that. You need to get him I'd on be glad to That'd be great. Absolutely. Yeah, Take this guess. is how we make that happening. Now, and you also put so, buttonholing Tony right after the show, playing a jingle for him and lobbying him successfully <laughs> to have it played on an upcoming show. Which one was that? Yeah, so... This is, you know, when you lobby, you have to be able to think on your feet and overcome objections. So mm-hmm. he's leaving the booth and I said, Tony, Tony, I got a jingle to play for you. It's great. He said, just send it in. I said, well, Tony, I got it right here. It's just a minute. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll play it. <laughs> and then he says to Nigel, Nigel, that's a winner. Play this one. And then I'm in. So nice. that was pretty cool. That's amazing. Nice. All right. And then real quick to wrap this all up, you just have bullet points here. How Michael selects emails to be read and Mark Stern stealing my Russian idea. Whoa. Yeah, so um, in the booth there, I'm seeing Michael go through the emails, and they get inundated with emails. Yeah. He is flipping through these things like two seconds an email. And so, I mean, if you're one of the regular emailers, I mean, he's going to read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're like me, who's an occasional one, man, you got to strike it within two seconds. Otherwise, yeah. it's gone. Mm-hmm. So, and maybe that was just that one day, but right. I was thinking it's great meritocracy where they read them and they evaluate. No. They're just rip, ripping through them. That looks funny. Let's put that in there. Right. And the Mark Stern thing, one time I think he said, I've got uh, Nigel's um, cousin from Russia is visiting here, and he put him on. He does a great Russian accent. So I said, Mark, you got to do Moscow Mondays, you know, <laughs> Moscow and Mondays, and do this guy, have him come in at once a week. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it turns out he's uh, also the producer for another podcast. Mm-hmm. And he does the Russian guy on that podcast. Yeah. So he stole my idea. 
But Maybe. I think Mark's involved in so many other things. Mm-hmm. He's got a, he's got irons in the fire all over the place, I feel like. But Brian, listen, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. This has been great. We have to just real quick. I know we did a few at the beginning just in case. But I think, Roxy, we might have time for like, let's each do one fun, dumb question. Okay. All right. What do you got? All right. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would it be? All right. So I would like to go back to um, the old family homestead, which I visited once when I was 18 years old. My ancestry is Croatian on my father's side. Uh, There is a small town right near Dubrovnik where the old family homestead is, and we trace our ancestry there. You look at the headstones in the the church there, and they go back to the 1600s, and a whole bunch of people with my last name up there. And it's... um, was really a very moving experience, and uh, I'd love to go back and, and visit there again sometime. That's, wow, that's so cool. cool. I've actually been to Dubrovnik. Yeah. I've actually been there wow. one time. I have not. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> yeah, it was very beautiful. Yeah. It was just, uh, I was on a cruise, and it was one of the stops, so like just for a day, uh, but I got yeah. to go around and look that's around so and cool. do some things. Mm-hmm. All right. And how about we do an oldie but a goodie? If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? I'd say Dick Tracy. That's one that I uh, nice. really liked comics on and uh who doesn't love a, a guy you know a hero like that yeah, yeah. that's a good one. i don't think we've ever had that no, one. we haven't that's great all right well brian listen we can't thank you enough for coming on to meet the littles take a second now plug anything and tell everyone how we can get in touch with you if you want to be gotten in touch with well like i, I said i am a cocktail lecturer and i've done it for gosh uh, private events and law schools home show white house historical association and i'd, I'd be love to uh do it for any of the uh, the listeners out there. I probably started this whole thing. I have the, the cocktail gene. My grandfather was a saloon owner in Chicago pre-prohibition. And I have above my home bar the invitation to his grand opening of the saloon from 1914, Whoa. along with two bottles from that bar. So uh, I've got that bug and uh, would love to do something for you, whatever... Uh, whatever you might have in mind. And as far as contacting me, could I ask them to go through you folks at the show and then along to me? That would be great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just send us in and we'll forward it on to him at his email address or Mm -hmm. whatever. All right, Brian. Well, thanks again for coming on to meet the littles. We really appreciate it. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under. Over or under. Are you talking about sexual positions? Whoa, uh, no. Roxy might be. I'm no? not. I'm not sorry. Hey, this is a family show. Uh, that's, a, that's a joke. Write <laughs> uh, a jingle about uh, it, I guess. Yeah, right. I, don't know. <laughs> I, will say, I will say this. Whether you're talking about toilet paper or that other thing, it's not just over or under. It's also horizontal or vertical. It's really, you know, could go either way on that. I know, it really could. So, okay. This big new question you want to ask folks, but the answer to the question for me is over and I will leave it to your imagination to know whether that applies to one or both of the answers to the question. Okay. Okay. That's a new one. All right. Goes down in the history books. Yeah. All right. Well, Brian, thanks again. We really appreciate you taking the time to meet the Littles. Well, thank you. It's been a lot of fun. All right. All you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. This is Laurie Asayo from D.C., and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and we're laughing because Sid just heard the jingle for the first time. Yeah. She yeah, just now heard so the great. jingle. And it's so cute. It's adorable. I it love is. it. <laughs> so thank you, Brian, for that. We really appreciate it. All right, let's Thank get you. to the emails. Steve Osbold, episode two. So now he, this brings up the five timers club. Okay. Okay. Now he's got a count here. Now I don't know if it's official or not. I'm going to take his word for it, but he thinks it might be already five. He said, so three times I mentioned, plus his five mediocre minutes segment and a guest appearance on the Meet the Tinies episode with MLW, AKA the woman to whom I am related by marriage. Right. Now, I don't know. I thought maybe his five mediocre minutes was the one I was thinking of that he gave us the recipes. But he did that twice. Did he? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. We don't have shirts yet, but um, <laughs> maybe we'll have to go with the 10 timers club. Yeah, I don't know. Right. We didn't realize it was such a possibility. I know. Now, the more I think about it, I mean, I know Claire's been on 
at a least few. three times because uh-huh. I know she did a Friday five. Yeah. She did a five mediocre, mediocre minutes and of course her, her interview. interview. So, I mean, there might be more than that that we're just forgetting. Right. But. All right. Then we heard from Joe Anderson, episode TBD. Maybe you've already heard from Greg Garcia. I recommend going back through your emails, faxes, and your notes. Look for a message from Turd Ferguson <laughs> written on Burt Reynolds Old Stationery. <laughs> All right, then we heard from Roop Sharma. This is for me. Chuck, episode 48. Don't think I didn't hear you say Gandhi under your breath about Oscar Best Movie winner that you would not watch again. We will have to have a discussion at Jingle Fest. Uh-oh. Now, all right, in my defense. Someone's in trouble. I know, right? Uh, I'll just, <laughs> I'll bring him a few beers. He'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> in my defense, I don't remember which Meet the Littles guest this was. It might have been Chewy, I think. When we talked about what's your favorite team, what's your favorite, you know, that kind of thing, sport, Uh he said it changes. And that's okay Mm -hmm. because stuff you like when you're 18 is much different than when you're 40. Right. You know, same thing with like what's your favorite movie? Like since we're Oscaring it up here, Sid, do you remember what your favorite movie was when you were 18? Willy Wonka was a favorite for a long time. The remake or the original? The original. The original. Mm-hmm. Okay. The original. But that is always hard for me to answer because you see so many new ones. I don't know if that's this. I wouldn't compare that, though, to teams. Well, I'm going to go. Well, what I'm going to say, though, is I'm going to go back to, like, I remember in high school, my ex, she, Pretty in Pink. Every time I went over, we had to watch Pretty in Pink. Oh. I'll bet you at 50, that's not now her favorite movie. That's all I'm trying to say. You know, because. Maybe. I don't know. I guess it's an interesting conversation to have. I mean, I still have. love Prince's Diaries all these many years later, so... Okay, I'm just saying, Roop, my point is, Gandhi came out when I was like 16. Sure. So it wasn't high on the list. Same thing mm-hmm. with all those other ones I mentioned, Out of Africa, Dances with Wolves, right. yeah. mo- mainly because they were so long mm-hmm. that as a 17, 18-year-old, I, I, I don't want st- to see that. Right? You know? Yeah, Chuck can't sit so, still long enough. I don't know. I mean, we have Gandhi the, on beta for Pete's sakes. Is that the last time you saw those was when you were that young? I've never seen those. Oh. Gandhi, I, I we had it on beta, and I mm-hmm. think I watched it once, but I don't even really remember it all yeah. that much. I mean, I know it's a biographical feature film, right. but right. I don't know. I Maybe I should have put that in the apology section. I don't <laughs> know. All right, Roxy, what's next? All right, next we heard from Mary Faye Randolph, episode 10. She says, OMG, I watched the Brian Dennehy movie made from Junior's book, Seasons on the Brink. I knew about it because I heard Tony and Junior talking about it on the radio show back then. It's comforting to know that other littles go back as far as I do. Well, I'll be honest. It's comforting to know that there are littles as hardcore as I am. I like that. All right, then we heard from another new listener. We love these. Are we sure? (laughs) <laughs> I, I think so sorry Seth <laughs> Steve Hootie spelled H-U-D-Y now the only reason I know is because he actually wrote Hootie like the blowfish oh I, and it's funny this I'm going backwards this is the end of the email it says Mr. Tony gave me the Hootie but I'll take it from a man of his age and stature now I gotta be honest when I first saw it I thought it was Huddy okay okay mm-hmm. but anyway it's Hootie great Stan Hootie. I love saying that. Chuck and Roxy just finished episode 211 and 210 in that order while driving through the 518. When I saw John Craig pop up on my screen, I was like, that John Craig? So (laughs) great to hear his stories of the media business and his story about reporting from Bosnia. John wrote a column for my previous publications before exiting for greener, as in money and (laughs) self-time, with the New York State. Roxy, here is a 518 game for Chuck since he mentioned his old TV stations while attending Ichabod Crane High School. What were and still are the five daily publications, yes, newspapers in the Capital District? Now, he also I don't wrote know that. He, well, he did that because he says he knows you read the emails. That's not true. Okay, Stan, I read the emails yeah. mostly first. <laughs> um, I, so I, I'm going to be completely honest with this. This blew my mind. From north to south, the Post Star in Glens Falls, the Saratogan in Saratoga Springs, my former publication, the Troy Record in Troy, the Daily Gazette in Schenectady, my current home, and the 600-pound gorilla, the Times Union in Albany. Now, that's the only one I would have guessed mm. out of all those. I'm being mm-hmm. completely honest, and mm-hmm. I wasn't even sure about that. Why does he say the 600-pound gorilla? I'm not quite sure. You might have to 
have a follow-up on that. Maybe there's something going on with that. I don't know. I remember the Register Star. Does that count? That's from like in mm. Hudson. That, that was our main paper, but I don't think they do. They definitely didn't do Saturdays. Yeah. And I'm not sure that they did Sundays. Huh. So that's, I guess, not a daily publication. I just remember reading The Funnies. The Funnies, right. Of mm-hmm. course. That was the Times Union. That's mm-hmm. where we got our funnies. Okay. For episode 210, Fine Sand was stellar. Does it count as a DA moment if I took in familiar with Orson, Pennsylvania, too, and had an email read by Mr. Tony about flying Doc Watson on the air? Also, regarding great town names... Not too far from Orson is my father's favorite town and sign to point out each time I rode by it with him during the summer for work in northeastern Pennsylvania. Wait for it. Intercourse, PA. I've heard of that. (laughs) It tickled my father to no end to point that out each time. (laughs) The cherry on top of the one-two punch is Roxy's recalling of the Styx concert and saying that the crowd was less than happy with the new stuff. Quote, people were shouting, Play your old shit. (laughs) I swerved a little bit in my lane, roaring laughing. (laughs) Always the best to you two. Stan, hootie. 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 All right, Littles, the moment you've all been waiting for, we're going to break her in. Okay. What's next, Sid? Dear Chuck and Roxy, Roxy's love of cheesy and corny dad jokes made Chuck assume she doesn't like cheese and corn together. (laughs) May I introduce you to cheese corn? Served with all-you-can-eat Korean barbecue, it's like creamed corn, but replacing the cream with... Drum roll. Cheese. <laughs> it's delicious, but by then you're in a grilled meat-induced coma. Nice job landing Arch in an interview. I bet he's got some great Rieger stories. David Liu, episode 158. Yeah. Ooh. He's referring to Wendy, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet he does. Yeah, I did, we yeah. didn't really have that much time with him, uh-huh. and but mm-hmm. yeah, I bet he does for yeah. sure. All right. I'm definitely going to find some cheese corn. Me too. I I think you did pretty well, don't you, Roxy? Uh huh. I wonder if they sell cheese corn at any of the street fairs. Oh, well, they have the corn on the cob. I know that. I wonder. All right. What's next, Roxy? All right. Next. She loves this one. (laughs) Hola, Chuck and Roxy. Loved the Arch Campbell show from last week. He had some amazing stories, and it was nice to hear from one of Tony's friends. Are you guys watching the World Baseball Classic? If you are and want to root for an underdog, go with Nicaragua. It's our first time in the tournament and we need all the support. Roxy, give us an update on your sneaker situation. I'm up to three pairs of running shoes, Brooks, Saucony, and Puma. Two workout shoes, both Nike Pegasus 39, and I have four more Nike Pegasus stored in my closet. Hope everything is going great with you guys. Adios. P.S. Going to Norway, Italy, and Spain in August. Just wanted to let you know. Caesar Amador, episode 187. So, okay, so my running, my sneaker situation. Oh, we don't have time for that. I actually Roxy. got an We've email got more, today that they're... More <laughs> wait, my, my shoes have... They're at a 30% off spring sale. Do you have a code? Ooh. No. Try LL Pod. See what happens. I just click the button. Use the sale. <laughs> just click the purchase button. All right. It's time for You Know Who. Dear Choxy, after listening to episode 146, I had a massive case of deja vu because Roxy was telling the story of stealing the pumpkins. I kept thinking, (laughs) man, have I looped this show already? Because I know this story. After all, this was where the revelation of the criminal behavior all began with Roxy. Or Doxy. Whether it was picking on kids in kindergarten, stealing pumpkins, or even just toying with people like dragging guys to her dorm room to diss them for the office or going on a first date with them and refusing to sit next to them. The list is endless. A modern day Bonnie from Bonnie and Clyde. Now, the best part about this is Littles is seeing Sid's face because this is the first time she's hearing she's, about any of this. She hasn't heard any of these stories. And right. you would never believe it. <laughs> never. Oh, <I> Thankfully, <laughs> clean up on aisle Chuck turned into clean up on aisle Roxy when Chuck repeatedly said, you've told this story. We've heard this already. And I felt the relief. Affirmation, baby. There you go. (laughs) Now, getting back to E.T. existing in the same universe as Star Wars. Uh While it's true the E.T. race is shown in the Senate in the film, The Phantom Menace, it doesn't end there. In the film, E.T., Elliot plays with Star Wars action figures with Mm E.T. Therefore, they must coexist, right? But then again, the Millennium Falcon is played within Stranger Things. So, therefore, the transitive property applies. Star Wars is greater than E.T., which is greater than Stranger Things. Therefore, Stranger Things exists in Star Wars and in E.T. I think it comes back to the fact that they all exist in the Marvel Universe, including Creed (laughs) 3. Now that I've listened to episode 147, I think you should play the How Well Do You Know Your Spouse game again. It's gold. (laughs) 
Did we do that with just... We did. But was that... I thought that might have been with the Wildsmiths. We did that with Bill Isaacson. Oh, right. That was a special. That was a special. That's right. That was a special. Well, that was all Bill Isaacson. That wasn't us. Yeah. All right. Now, of course, now I remember, but okay. He then says, we didn't have cable and I have spent entirely too much time trying to figure out how to stream the NCAA tournament. This may be why I haven't emailed. I'm not even sure what day it is anymore. Honestly, the tournament could have already wrapped up. (laughs) Episode 178, A-B-T-A-H-S. Now he's doing it this weird thing where... Is it upside down? Because I was reading it upside down. No, it's not upside down, but he has one. one. Maybe it's just a misprint. One of the letters is lowercase. All the other ones are uppercase. I love that we have to psychoanalyze his emails now. (laughs) That's great. But we're going to answer his question. If it's not too late, if you're hearing this first thing in the morning on Thursday, Mm -hmm. hopefully you'll have time to go... And join our bracket challenge. It's your last chance. It has not started yet. It has not started yet. You have not missed a thing. And you can go do it right now. You just go to our website. LoyalLittlesPod.com. Click on the tab at the top and you will be all set to go. You can join it there. And speaking of our website, we have a thank you. Yes. We want to make sure we got this in there. Devorah Sharamita, thank you for becoming a supporter. Yes. We really appreciate that. If you'd like to become a supporter of the podcast, you just go to our website. LoyalLittlesPod.com. Scroll to the bottom. You'll see the anchor link where you can click on that. Is it anchor now? I'll have to check that. We'll have to check. Just click on the link, There's whatever it says. There's a link on the bottom. Just click on it and, and go there and You check can it go out. there and you can support the podcast for as little as 99 cents a month. Yes. It's that easy. All right, ladies. That's all the time we have. Thanks, okay. Seth, for coming on again. Thank you for having me back. She even got to read the email. I know. She's a pro it's great. Now. She's a pro. All right, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Again, just go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything, all the information is right there. You've been saying you've been missing the other I thing, though. I have been. I still well, I was trying to say give, it. I was prepping you to let you go. You can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at loyallittlespod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget, if you do <gasps> listen to us on Apple and <laughs> iTunes, don't forget to give us a nice rate and review over there. We really appreciate it. And it does come in handy. Yes. It really does. Yes. Oh, oh. And most importantly, if you're shopping online tonight, don't forget to use the code. Bye. Call it funny. Call it clever. We hope it goes on forever. The loyal little snake Chuck and Roxy for the show. The truth is everywhere. The truth is everywhere. Sometimes I'm too blind to see But the truth is everywhere The truth is I don't know The truth is I don't know The truth is I may never know The truth is I don't know truth is that the truth is just a choice To listen to the space between the notes Truth is everywhere The truth is 
podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. He loves Chuck Norris jokes. He's so funny. Oh, yeah.